Everybody knows the scores and the stats, but what are the games really telling us? Welcome to the Ball and All podcast, where we dissect the topics from the Premier League games and debate issues in and around the wider world of football. Yes, yes. Hello and welcome to the Ball and All podcast, episode 20, Game 16 Review. Join us on Twitter at BNA Podcast. You can join the conversation with hashtag BNA Podcast. Or if you feel like you've got the knowledge and the know-how, join us on the Fantasy Football. The code is 686-834-151968. This week you have usual suspects, myself flows. BNF, Ben No Filter. MK. But we've also got a special guest, our man Prakash. How you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks very much. Cool, cool. Well, let's get to know you before we get into it. What team do you support? Liverpool. What made you support Liverpool? Well, it was a uh, family came over during the eight, 1980s, which was absolutely <laughs> a, a good time. <laughs> good time in our, in our club's history. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember a little yeah. something. Like, you know, the Liverpool fans don't really talk about that. Hey, so you were glory hunting in the wrong time. Well, I wasn't <laughs> born in this time. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was born into it. He had no choice. He had no choice. Not in the early 80s, but the, the family obviously moved over from India. No. Uh, yep. it passed down those that adopted football. Obviously Red wave. Oh, 100% cricket back then, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> standard, standard, standard. It still is. But, but those that passed, uh, picked up the game, picked up Liverpool. And, and, then passed the, and passed it on but John Barnes coming along it helped is that rap in it that rap that one, got you one for the minorities as well <laughs> <laughs> passed it down and then me and my brother uh, we're big Liverpool fans we go up to Anfield a few times a year so so what's your uh, what's your greatest Liverpool moment oh, it's got to be the 2005 Champions League final <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Olympic and the whole year basically what were your thoughts at half time uh, half time I was pretty depressed. I was, I was, I was in a pub watching it and, uh, and my phone wouldn't stop stop, stop receiving it because there was loads of people that were waiting for Liverpool to, to lose that. That, what, hey, that was before WhatsApp as well. Yeah. That was text, bro. I'm text messages. I, I, it, was, it was over 50 text messages at lunchtime. Interrupting lunchtime, your snake sorry, game, half, innit? A half time, yeah. Interrupting your snake game. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there going in a pub and then the, way, the scenario was that I was watching with some mates as well. It was in a pub in, in London, London Bridge. Yeah. Um, half of them were United fans. Uh, and, 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 but they did, because the pub was so packed with loads of scousers, they didn't want to be in the pub, but I could feel their, their emotion from outside. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but there was a couple of them, the, the other Liverpool fans and neutral fans that were with me inside. Yeah. And that whole, that whole swung during the second half. Mm. And then they even then had to give me a shake of hands at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. In, Mad that. thing. My dad's a Liverpool fan, and he bet my uncle fifty pound at half time that Liverpool would still win. Wow! <laughs> never got his money. But <laughs> 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 so never got his money. Like never got his money. Chiefed out, but like that's how much faith he had. All right, let's get into this now. We're gonna start with not the highest score in the game of the weekend, but obviously the biggest one: Chelsea versus Man City. Stamford Bridge ended up being two nil. Big surprise. Big surprise. City's first loss of the season. Uh, Kante popping up with a rare goal and the points were sealed with a David Luiz header uh, first and foremost I'm just glad that obviously they won't go the season unbeaten I'm happy about that I'm happy about that but um, my thing my main thing is have Chelsea now given other teams the blueprint to beat City I mean let, if we look at the game if we look at what happened within the game you know are there some telltale signs I 
there's there's some signs in there and there's some some things you can take from it as a manager to try and get at City. But I think one of the main thing was Aguero being missing. They didn't have the typical typical blueprint they have. They played mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. three wingers. A less effective City, let's call it that. Yeah, they did. Uh, they played a less effective City. Um, but saying that also, City are dangerous from all over. City basically have four defenders and everybody else is an attacker. Obviously, Fernandinho is a bit of a pivot, but the goals... I mean, Aguero, you know, like we were even saying, he gets them one goal every week, but he's not the only guy. But they stifled them. Um, I mean, that first half was a bit was a bit nervy for them. One shot on goal. <laughs> one shot, one shot on target, one goal. They were clinical, but um, I think they were just majorly organised. I think they were majorly organised. Yeah. Um, it would have been a different game for Guerrero, but... Yeah, I agree spot on. Sorry's tactics were bang on. Uh, you, had, you had a hard-working midfield, a back line that was on point, um, mm-hmm. and they had picked a mobile front three, um, a front three that could that was ready. Because see you press up, that'd be a yeah, high yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Having Giroud and Morata... Mm, yeah, and yeah, when, when you're yeah. not when you're not going to have much of the ball and your touch has to be on point, it it was it was set up perfectly. I think, as in with what he had, he was set up correctly. Yeah. Uh, and and they took advantage. And that's a great point because that first goal it started with Luis, who had a great game by the way, David Luiz. Like you know, he splits this he splits opinions and stuff like that. But this was a banging. He's game. always yeah. on or off. Yeah, yeah he's always yeah. he was, he was on. on this time. He was on majorly. But if you look at the the way he started the move that led to the goal. He took yeah, out like yeah. f- three quarters of City's team with one ball over the top because they pressed so high. No, but that's um, no, but that's the thing actually. If you can repulse that the wave after wave attack that Man City bring at the beginning, they can't keep doing that the whole game. Obviously, so after a while, because the way that they they press from the front, they close down. The players mm-hmm. cannot do that yeah. all the way, and they manage to hold that. So then afterwards, when you have players, especially as much as I've been critical of him, Hazard. Played, uh, he's a separate role. <laughs> he was like, I still want to cuss him, but I'm going to leave it for this time because he played a selfless role. He basically worked for the team, running around, and that where you were, what's it called? Where the like that ball was put through, it was Kyle Walker. He yeah. went walkabout and he yeah. couldn't track. Yeah, he couldn't yeah, track. Like, so, and that's because they're tired. They can't be tra- yeah. like, pressing. They can't the be pressing game. like that. And it was Hazard that, that put that ball in for Kante. He put that into the perfect place. Again, in another game. Even he was involved in the corner as well for Lewis. Oh, yeah, he yeah. put the corner in yeah. as well. But that ball uh, into the middle. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, obviously, saying of Chelsea got the blueprint, obviously Chelsea are one of the better teams in the league. They have one of the better defences in the league. But it's shown... Because like, not many teams play long balls against City. They kind of try and play them at their own game. They try and play and pass and get through. But that's the way to get them. And for me as well, it shows, and it's the thing I've been saying for years since Barcelona days, Pep Guardiola has one mode of attack. And if that doesn't work, he can't do anything else. Towards the end of the game, they started trying to throw a few crosses in, but they're all short. No, but and the crosses were you, going nowhere. You have to give a bit of slack in this. Like with, if the amount of money both teams have, they couldn't, have, <laughs> they couldn't afford a real number nine. They had to deploy false number nines. But even because Aguero weren't playing, and so that, that's a change of tactics. But even with Agu- even with Aguero playing, if the game had played out the same way with Aguero playing, if Chelsea had still taken that lead, Aguero was more clinical. I yeah, mean, but if City but, still couldn't have gotten through, they still have no backup plan. If that if that if going through and trying to play through the middle doesn't work, you you know what the the reins have for Pep. I think if Aguero was playing, it would be different. The thing is, City have two. Okay, let's say there's Aguero, and then you've got Jesus, who's not producing without that the, the whole system is not as it's, it's not anywhere 
close to how strong it should be. Whereas at Chelsea, like you mentioned, Prakash, the Giroud and Morata are not on that level. So haven't played in that full time, which he's done before. Haven't William who was on the other side. Was it Pedro? Pedro. Pedro. Yeah. They, they're yeah. all clinical in that, those positions, so they could still do something about their attack. Whereas with City, it's not something they do all the time. So I mean, taking off Sunny, Sunny been playing very well last few games. Took him off in 50, 52 minutes. Yeah, but... To bring on your Susu, really didn't do anything. No, he, he didn't do but, anything. Do you know what I mean? He didn't change anything. But also, like, it's not like he replaced Aguero. He placed Aguero with Sterling, like the most informed player in the, yeah, in the league really, right now. He never really plays that position. That's the problem. Hazard has now and again, but... He's, he's done it. I'm just thinking, the other time where City have lost or have been caught out is against Leon in the Champions League. Similar sort of setup, high pace press, pressing game. Where you, had, where you had Memphis on the break and yeah. and Feke. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 that sort of model. And I know mm. Liverpool gave them a lot of problems last year. This yeah. year, obviously, City had Liverpool's number. We're a bit lucky. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's certain that was missed. It. <laughs> uh, but um, it, it does seem that, that counter attacking because you're never going to see the ball. It's the way you when you're ready to play Barcelona. When, and when Chelsea used to play and beat them in the Champions League those were a few times that, that, that was that, the same thing that, you, you're not going to see the ball so you've got to set up you've got to be organised and you've got to break it's just a matter of what personnel you've got think, to, to, yeah, do, to do I that I think definitely what, what you just said the organisation is the biggest thing because you can high press and it's yeah. still work City had monster possession I, I think yeah. the first half was like 63% second half was about 60% close to it they had all the possession as usual but they just couldn't break down Chelsea when it came to the back. But we've already said, like, possession does not count yeah, as no. much as it used to. And like I said, like, again, like you said, that it was a different but manager, but that's different team. City still, I'm saying City still kind of did what they always do, but, but it didn't without work. that main striker that they usually have, it wasn't as, they weren't efficient as they would be. No, but it, again, it wasn't their best game. I'm saying yeah. Diff- yeah, yeah. different manager, different teams, but this is the same thing that Chelsea did to Barcelona when it was that, when it was that 1-0, when they, they needed, they choked them out. They choked them out. It's the like again. It was a different time, but it was a Guardiola. It was a Guardiola team against the Chelsea team, and they did the exact same thing. And like as far as I'm concerned, they had their full team, full contingent there. And yes, if Aguero had been there, it could have been I, different. I still stand by that. But the thing is, as well, the thing is, as well, it's not like it's not like City were. It's not like City had masses and masses of shots. They didn't have like loads and loads of different shots. Like I mean, if you look at it, it's not like they were like it's not like the goalkeeper was putting off mad saves no. or that Chelsea were doing mad blocks. They weren't giving City the chance to get into those shooting positions. Okay, so it's not just the fact that City were off target or City weren't clinical enough. So then we look at the killer question. This happening now, obviously City losing. Does that give way for another team to do the same? And thus, yeah, it's a it's a tough one because it it's it. It's how other teams can set up. Uh, can like a team like Leicester with body, they may have a, mm-hmm. a, a certain way, but that's good. But that's asking a lot from their defence and their midfield to set up in that way. It's easier said than done. Let's be honest. City are still one of the best squads in Europe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and they will, they're probably still going to win the league. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see on that. <laughs> and first and foremost, you need a defence that's good enough. <laughs> like it's all well and good. Yeah. yeah. If if Bournemouth set up the way that Chelsea set up, it's not going to be it's not going to be the same result. So yeah. you do need uh, a defense, but there is there are ways to do it. Maybe this is this is more telling about how you can attack City rather than how you can yeah. defend against them. Uh, On to the next game. Obviously, Liverpool took Bournemouth to task, four nil, three goals from Super Salah, and an own goal from Steve Cook, who had an amazing game. <laughs> <laughs> I hand it over to our resident Liverpool expert Prakash. 
how are you feeling about not only this game but Liverpool's season as a whole? Top of the table now as well. Yeah, we, if you, if you, oh, top if, of the league. If you'd offered us that at the beginning of the season, I'm, I'm defeated at this point, and to be one point clear of this City team, every Liverpool fan would have bitten your hands off all, all day long. Really? Uh, like, surely you'd want it at the end of the season. No, <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're the team to beat. And it's gonna yeah, happen. you are the team to yeah. beat, it's true. Well, but I'm I'm still pretty, pretty certain that City are still the best squad in the mm. league oh, yeah. and they've done it uh, where we've obviously fallen short a few times no pun intended but yeah at least we're in, in the fight which is good it's progress because yeah. um, mm-hmm. if you compare the Premier League to our European ca- campaign um, it's been pretty tough in, in a tough Champions League group PSG and Napoli are no mugs let's be honest uh, of course, of course and, not. and obviously we've not really turned up away both in our midfield our, no mi- our, our midfield's lost um, battles in all three games and Red Star well, 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 yeah yeah they're, they're a tough team they took a point with Napoli as well so they're not complete mugs they're, they're a decent team with a proud history um, and the forward line just haven't been firing literally either holding the ball or even making chances there were, there were a lack of chances made in each of those games as well if, mm. if, you, if you would look through it but in the league They've been very efficient, and the main positive plus point is the defence. I only conceded six goals. You compare that to previous years with the defence before and the keeper. We are worlds apart at the back now. We're a a serious team, so it's allowed the attack who are slowly finding their feet, like today, or sorry, yesterday. Salah was on form. It was showing some of his old signs that people Mm -hmm. have been Mm criticising. So hopefully, it'll bring him back. Uh, Firmino was looking, pulling through the strings again, uh, and, and and then Mane hopefully uh, will be back as well because uh, because because uh, he wasn't playing where Shakiri played quite well. Uh, yeah, shakiri has uh, been able. He's, every time he's coming to the uh, every time he's coming to the team, he's mm. he's he's looked dangerous. He's looked very dangerous. He's fit into Liverpool quite nicely. So that's been a quite a shrewd buy. So it's it's been pretty positive on on, on the league front. We were a bit unlucky in the League Cup, but. It can't really argue with it. So it just, but it's probably only sixteen games. Let's be honest. We're not even halfway through the season. We've got a pretty tough game away in, uh, in midweek, and then we've got United on the next Saturday. That's gonna be a big game. Now. And, then, and then you've got City like two games after. Yeah, January third. They've already Sky already are building up. So mm-hmm. you, you know the hype's gonna be there um, away away at their place, and they they were pro- they should have beaten us at Anfield with that. With their, they're taking their penalty. So. The legend has it that ball is still orbiting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still waiting for Kevin De Bruyne to come back because he's he can't be that far away. And Aguero will be back in the next couple of weeks, so they, they it's it's City's still to lose despite us sitting at the top at the moment. Do you know what? You just reminded me of something that I wanted to when uh, when I was watching the City game, which I thought was kind of laughable. Obviously, you know it was one. It might I think it was when they were just kicking off after the second goal, and they're like, "Oh, City need De Bruyne back." Like they've been doing so terrible, man. No, he's been away. Like, but the, the commentators were just talking like like City have been lacking the whole time he's been no. away. I mean, he will offer them another dimension. That, you know, he is great. But it was just I thought it was a bit weird how they that that was their go to from this game that City were missing De Bruyne and that was the only thing. Yeah, no, I, I think they were just looking at where they're short, what they were missing. It was Aguero and, and De Bruyne were the big names and Mendy, which was, yeah. actually, was actually quite a big loss Mendy, down the left yeah. uh, left, yeah. left hand side. But they've got plenty on that in that squad. And especially they can afford one or two players, unlike other squads, um, maybe down the down the middle of the table onwards. So you know they're going to be there, but thereabouts, and they're still favourites. Yeah. Well, one thing about this game, obviously, mm. Bournemouth have shown their attacking prowess in previous yeah, games, especially being at home. 
one thing I'm taking from is Salah. Obviously, he got a hat trick yep. and all that, but how he's been playing hasn't been to that level where this game he was able to showcase his old self and do it in such with it such did. ease. Yeah. Maybe this is what Liverpool need to pick up from, like you said, it, like maybe the Champions League or even yeah. just for the league itself. Especially his, his second and third goal, where he was yeah. actually running and and he, and, and he was scaring the defense, like yeah. they backed off. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. it was some of the old signs which we haven't quite seen during the year. No. He's been poaching. He's been he's been tucking the odd goal here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, still, he's still got a good tally. People yeah, yeah, are yeah, 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 exactly. Even with that, he he hasn't been playing to his typical level, but he still kept up with the goals and everything. So, but that kind of just speaks to how the levels that he was at. The fact that people are like, you know, he's still not a striker and he's one of the top scorers in the league. But that's the thing. Last season, before Christmas, he's tally. Pretty much was level with yeah, him. Yeah, it was, it but was much after it. Christmas. He just went on a mad run. So yeah, people, people now expecting kind of too much for, from him. Mm. But he's he's still pulling up. He's still doing the thing. But you know, I think it's just one of the things you get to a level. People are told to continue to from continue level, on that level elevate. Yeah. You not, know? Every, not everyone's Ronaldo or Messi. But everybody's looking not for everyone's the a next super Ronaldo. saying, yeah. But everyone's still in general. <laughs> wants to get like, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's it. But like people, uh, people want to fill that void. Everybody knows Ronaldo and Messi. They're not going to be here for much longer. They made the game exciting for so many years. People are looking towards who are those next guys going to be that they can hang that reputation on. Yeah. Well, and, you know, obviously with his performances last season, that's the guy that they were looking at. And so when it doesn't happen, it's the same. Ronaldo, Messi, they have a bad game, couple bad games, get slated. But then, well, he got a hat-trick, but should he even been, should he have got the first? You shouldn't have got the first. That first goal was offside. Um, you know. Yeah, I agree. It's, it, it was, it, it's it was, offside, but it's just what it is. That's the game. That's the game. No, no, but... No, but Eddie Howe said that changed the game. That didn't change that the changed game. Eddie Howe would say that. Did he mean that goal made Steve Cook the worst player in the Premier League this weekend? <laughs> is, that, is that what that goal did, bro? That goal was that uh, powerful because it wasn't even that good a goal. Like. I, felt, I felt sorry for Steve Cook by the end of it. He scored a quality on goal, giving Lerma a run for his money from a. To be a, honest, a, that, for, for, <laughs> that could be goal of the month. That could be goal of the month. Like we'll have to see. Though, though, in saying that, he did try to bring down Salah in his second goal, which which is quite a naughty challenge. Um, but. Unlike some of the other players, which we'll talk about during the future game uh, in the next during the weekend, who didn't go down, stayed on his feet and got rewarded for it. So yeah, for Paul yeah. Salah for staying on his feet and actually taking a strike on. And that second goal, though, second goal like, was he was ridiculous, brilliant. bro. Jesus like the way Christ. he chopped the keeper. Like I feel like he waited for the keeper to get back up. Like it was a dickhead like, move, but I gotta respect it. He the, waited for the keeper yeah. to come back again. It's the urgency he had in him. Like he yeah. he really needed to score that goal. Got that ball, pulled it but, out. Got the keeper there. Pulled it back in. But that's the thing. Gosh. The urgency was there, but he wasn't rushing it. Mm. Like, my man, for all I know, it felt like he was in a world of his own just practising. Like, see, most people thing. would be just like, get that ball to the goal line, with, get it in there. With the, with the, we'll get to the Man United game, but similar with Rashford. But with the previous Salah, it's been, I need to show what I can do. And he yes, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been trying to force but it. But now it's yeah. just trying to force it. relax uh, and... I agree. It's not just him as well. It's probably the, the attack, the front three. They, they, their decision-making... Hasn't been on. They've either played the wrong pass, or, or tried to go or, or, or they've yeah, or tried to go on, and it looked it looked like it was more in sync yesterday. Mm. We'll see with tougher games coming on now with Napoli mm-hmm. and Man United. I think this and, game and, will we'll, relax we'll, we'll, because we'll Bournemouth, see, yeah. Bournemouth is a good test, and obviously yeah. you guys mentioned he gave his man of the match to to Milner. Milner, Milner yeah. so Milner five hundredth game appearance, which is and I don't want to talk about James Milner. Does he get his accolades? He like, doesn't, but he should. I, I've he always should. rated him. 
Um, I've always, you know, I'm one of the guys that never really rated him before. Just like he's, he's just a, a journeyman. He's not a journeyman. He's just any man. He's a utility player. He's just there he's to pad out numbers. He's hard but, working. He's hard working. No, but it's in football in general. Unless you are the standout, like unless you're a striker. You don't really get that much pra- like praise unless what? people talk about Gareth Barry. All, people used to talk about Gareth Barry all the time. My man's number of appearances and doing this and doing that. People used to hype Gareth Barry's name a lot. Like mm, even Milner's not even been hyped as much as Gareth. And I'm not saying Gareth Barry was hyped loads, but Milner has never even been talked about as much as he was. And what's he done? Like yeah. So so for Milner's for Liverpool the last few years has been brilliant. Even, yeah. We've had a, a season where he's played left back basically. Yeah. Because um, we were short. Yeah. In this game, he had to play right back. Yeah. His 500th game because tactically that's what Klopp lined up and it worked. Because um, he wanted to rest Trent. It, we wanted to rest Trent for the moment. Probably... I'm not sure if you're official penalty taker as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him Mr. Reliable, reliable because yeah. he's yeah. always there and he does the job yeah. for him. Because he took one mid Mr. Boring. Was it week or? That's that no, it was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the official penalty yeah, yeah. taker. Like, and and he's, you know, he's generally quite efficient with it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And you think in a team with guys like Salah, Mane, You give Fabinho. him ABC to do, he will do exactly ABC. No and, more, no less. Exactly. Yeah. And, he, and he always gives his 100% in, mm. in it. Where he and, where, and, no, like say, no matter where he's asked to play. Yeah. Isn't that just typical of normal... English guys, like he's just a better. No, 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 no. English guys, I can call out and say, I rate them. Is he not? Reckon Harry Kane to play in the midfield? Is he just not a better, better quality version of Scotty Parker? Well, the question you have to ask is, uh, but Scotty Parker obviously started well at Charlton, and then he's what at Chelsea sat on the bench mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was when they kept buying players so that nobody else would get them. So. Milder's forced himself back in the Liverpool team. He won the league with City. Okay, he was squad rotated at at City. Newcastle, it was quite prominent there. Yeah. yeah. Um. And at Leeds, he was one of the, one of the, one of the youngest players that scored. He's he's had a, he's got quite a solid record over the, over the years. And also saying he's not just a better Scotty Parker. Is not every football player just a better version of some other player? Yeah. <laughs> like, is that not just the truth? Yeah. Like every player is a better version know, of another the, player. The reason I the reason I use Scotty Parker there is yeah. because basically Scotty Parker was no real like any yeah no flair or nothing. He just yeah. hard working running. So with role models, with um, yeah, yeah, you don't ever hear anything bad about Milner. He just goes under. He's just quiet under the scene. Does yeah, his yeah, day, yeah. works Boy hard. James Milner. He works he's hard. He, contribute, he contributes to the team. You can't fault any of that. But does he? I think he's influential. I think he's quietly influential. So like if you're going to talk about the difference between him and a Scotty Parker, outside of the fact that he's a much more talented footballer. Would you ever say that Scotty Parker was ever a presence at Liverpool? Would you say that Scotty Parker was a guy that was like grabbing the team by the scruff of the neck? I mean, obviously Stevie G was there at that time anyway, yeah. but without being a captain or being one of the main guys, he is well respected and he, he will galvanise the team. He will organise the defence. He, like I say, he's quietly influential. He's not showy about it. It's and just... your eyes aren't on him because you're looking at other players, but he's always doing something. It's it's a fair point because even in the training and preparation, he, he's he's very on point, and that rubs off for younger players and for the existing new players. Um, so he's he's someone that managers always want about. Um, so I have to give yeah, we have to give him yeah, have to give him a little praise. Yeah, the longevity he's had in his career, and I'm pretty certain they wanted him back for England um, in the in the recent World Cup. Uh, yeah, they did, 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 yes, yeah, they did. Yeah, but he, no, he politely no. declined. Yeah. <laughs> so you see, this is why I like him. Yeah. He's just he knows it's not for me. I'll just be there just as a yeah. He's not there for the, the name. And he's not there whatever. for the yeah. Exactly. So he knows what his levels are and he keeps to it. 
Leicester took on Tottenham at the King Power Stadium. Tottenham ended up the 2-0 winners. Uh, won the goal by Son. Header from Deli Ali. Obviously, big thing in that game was Kane was rested. Uh, not something that you see very often. Not something that you've seen since he's, since he's made his way into the Tottenham team. Uh, which kind of got me thinking... I don't think Tottenham have the squad depth to win anything this season. If they're going to compete for everything, I don't think they can win anything. I would agree only because I don't think anyone in their right mind would think Tottenham will win anything this season. What, what's their going <laughs> to win? No one is going to see them winning the Champions League or the Premier League. So FA Cup, the League, League Cup. Yeah. With the teams you've got now, come on. Klopp, Mourinho, not even Surrey, and Pep. Those those cops are going that way. No, I, if they, I, if they right were to off. focus, on, yeah. if, you, I, if they were to uh, focus, oh yeah. So they, they go back to what Cash said at the beginning of the season that Tottenham were going to win the league. And I forget that. I even Come said on. just. I just said the, the other week that I think Tottenham will still end up above Liverpool. That's what I said. But that's not a cop. That's not Joe. No, 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 no. No, no, but you're you're writing them off for FA Cup in that. Yeah, anyone, any team can win that. My my team, I don't think they will. We can win it. Come on. Yeah, yeah, because they, they have, have nothing else to go for. Tottenham exactly. think they're a big team. So they're looking for the big trophies, Champions League and Premier League. The FA Cup and that, they don't actually look at it. So. They haven't won a trophy <laughs> in how many years? So. But no, but this is this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. I think if they were to focus their efforts in one area, they could do really well. If they were to focus on the FA Cup, they could win an FA Cup. Obviously, you're not going to put all your focus on the League Cup, but they could win a League Cup. But if they're there looking at uh, if they're looking at FA Cup, they're looking at League Cup, they're looking at Champions League, and they're looking at uh, Premier League. If they're doing all of those things, then they're going to fall up short in all of them. All right, but let me say this in their defence. We've been saying how they've not been playing to their full potential. Yeah, and they're still and winning. They, yeah, but that's the thing. They didn't play Kane, which is one thing they haven't really done. They played Son, was it Son up top? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, watching the game, I thought, mm, they're not really, they, they were getting the passes in it here and there, but they because not, they're not used to it, but that's it's a different it. kind of game. Yeah. But, Imagine they touched them and they said Ali was the main guy for them. I don't think that at all. Son was the main guy because even with the yeah, chances Ali made, Ali? he no, no, didn't no, no, do no. a lot, but Son no, made the shit happen. It's the positioning where Ali was playing because no, no. Ali has not been good this season. He's been in and out. Yeah, but he's been in. But since he come back, since he come back, he's been good. Yeah, he's been good. He's been very good. Very good. No, he's he's not he's not been. Yeah, since he come back, the last maybe four games. Even this game, he played well in his game, but he wasn't the guy for them. No, no, but for me, Ali had been way below his. Normal level, like he's, yeah, he like he's that he's held yeah, that previous yeah. season. He's not been at that level. Yeah, but this is so, a young guy. This is people holding him to that list. No, no, but with Salah, been... people have put him up there. That doesn't mean that he should be up there right no, now. No, but I agree with you in the sense that he had a level and then he really declined. He, Even yeah, before World Cup as well, he didn't get to that level where they said there was an injury. But now, but that's that's form, form versus class. So one one of the players that's come back, they didn't play much. Was Lamella? Okay, again out this weekend, but he was injured again this weekend. Ah, uh, okay. But he's he's chipped him with a lot of goals. He's like uh, their third highest scorer after Kane and Mora. So so, and using Mora more a lot more now um, has really helped them. They're the, they're the two main players. They haven't really bought anyone. They haven't bought anyone. They haven't bought anyone. Mora is there like the new sign. Yeah. Sorry, the one thing I want to say about Mora as well, people guessing about him, he scored five goals this season so far. Which I'd say wasn't bad, but he'd scored three by the end of August. Yeah, he's he's not. Yeah, he started on fire at the, the beginning. He started on the fire for one month. Yeah. But that, but Spurs have got the results around because the goals have been shared around. Uh, in, yeah, in theory, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have. Because Mora, then Lamella came back and Kane's been chipping in here and there. 
It's it, yeah, it, and now but now they reverted back, back to their yeah. Kane is yeah. the the goal scoring game because Ericsson was rest, arrested as well. Uh, What's happened to him? He was arrested as well. So it, it's it's interesting to know if they if they don't make it through in the Champions League, how and much how, how exactly. much effort will they do or will they because uh, the Europa the Europa League's not like previous years. You've already got Chelsea and Arsenal in it. Mm-hmm. You could you could likely tackle. Atletico. Is this an only? You know, there's yeah. a few other teams. <laughs> I'm sorry, one, one, of, one of Liverpool or Napoli or PSG can come down, or maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Star even. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, it, yeah. It, it, There's a lot of. It's going to be quite a challenging trophy in come February. Yeah, March, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they drop into that, then it's it, you yeah, know again. Do they focus their attention on that? Mm. But I'm saying if they focus their attention in one place, I think they're good enough to do that. I don't think they're good enough to spread it. Yeah, but you talk about well, focusing their, their attention in one place. Clearly, in this game. Drop it like resting Kane was uh, Pochettino saying Champions League is priority. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly cool. what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, yeah. and so he so and well, the other rant I got about this is the FA. Like, why are they not allowing Tottenham to play earlier? But they they're, don't do like no, but they should. They should be because no, other, but other leagues do the same thing. They move yeah. games earlier. They what's it got like. In Italy, um, you Inter- mentioned Inter Milan played mm-hmm. on Friday night. They, they play <laughs> Friday they, night. Yeah. they play Friday night. That's helping Inter Milan, making sure that they've got enough rest. Then you've got, um, like, just in the same league, Liverpool have a must-win game in Champions League. They played early on Saturday morning. Why are Tottenham playing 8pm p- on Saturday night? But you're that's talking, no, but then that's the thing I'm talking about. If they, this, is, this is not just something that they've done to Tottenham. This is a question of should the FA be doing this as a practice? They did not give Liverpool have that slot because of their Champions already? League. They've not, but that's they've never they really done it. They've I, never done it. They've I, never done I, it. I think, as far as I know, yeah. they don't rearrange the games. Liverpool, it just so happened that that was a game but that think, was going to be early kickoff no, no, but, and, and on telly. They didn't do that, especially for them. But I do think they did change this one. I'm not sure if that was... What, the Liverpool fixture. game? No, the Tottenham one, because we don't really have 8pm so fixtures. So it probably for Sunday... Yeah, but, but, but they did that so months ago. But they did that they months ago. They didn't know... They, they didn't, so they did that before... They did, but, bro, when does the schedule no, come out? The schedule know. comes out back in August. So they, But you still get the schedule for the Champions League before when the group stages are done. So maybe when that happened, they changed it again. So the thing is, the 8pm is a new thing for this season as well. Yes, yeah, 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 The Friday yeah, yeah. kickoff as well. How many 8pms have we had so far? We've had uh, maybe two, two or three. Three, three I think. Matches. I think we've had three. And it's again to tap into that Asian market. Yeah, yeah. Or the American market. Cause the, so they're available to, to see. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. yeah. It's, it's a money move. Yeah. It's a money so, move. It's, so, and it's part of the reason why the Premier League's Payday, always one of the best around. Uh, it's, it's, about, it's, it's, but listen, uh, the FA selling it's the TV money. That's yeah. why the new, about, and, and, the new and, and, chairman is a, is a TV woman. And the FA selling their soul, basically, and the death of course of, they are. And yeah. Just basically messing up chances for Premier League teams to do anything. They don't really, because again, they don't care. Like, and again, no disrespect oh. to Tottenham, but like, okay, if it was Man City, then maybe they would have done something. Maybe. But they know that there's four teams in there. If one of them drops out, the money that they get from Champions League pales in comparison to their TV money. Well, to be honest, I think they could probably charge a lot more if an English team won the Premier League. They can sell that as part of the Premier League package. But yeah, but then that's what I'm saying. But even if Tottenham don't win it, they've still got three other teams to bank, so they could still get him even more money. Now, so, now, now you're just spitballing. No, no, we are. We're spitballing, but that's that's what we do. Um, all right, let's let's flip the focus uh, a little while because uh, just a couple of things on on the Leicester side to look at Leicester side. Number one. Leicester's attack is terrible without Vardy at the spearhead. Ian Nacho is, bruv, it's not even worth learning to spell his name, games, but on his own, he's not the one. He's not, no, he's not the one as a striker. Yeah, sure, he could, you know, he, could, he can help some teams around and stuff, but he is not the one as a striker. Leicester could easily have gone, have had one or two goals 
uh, in that first half. Like, he skied one ridiculous chance. Like, And the thing is, the build-up play was beautiful from them in the first half. Damari Gray was on... I mean, I know Madison's been doing bits, but Gray goes unnoticed a lot of the time. Some of the balls he was putting through, some of the runs he was making, some of the guys he was taking on, Gray had a great game. And he played Iheanacho in a good couple of times, and Iheanacho just ruined it. Without Vardy, they, they've got nothing. They need to look at somebody else. They really do need to, to, to look at somebody else. But, um, yeah... That's it's Tottenham. You know, at the end of the day, they took the three points. They've won. They're As looking expected. ahead to Inter, uh, yeah. to Barcelona. Sorry, um, Barcelona at home though. Yeah, we'll see how hard Barcelona will try because um, yeah, they have qualified, and I think they've won that group, haven't they? Yeah, um, have they won the group. They've won the group. They've won the group. So it's it's a matter of how hard they want to try. They played at the same time, so unlike what well, Inter had the advantage of playing on Friday, on Friday, even though they're playing Juve. Yeah. Uh, um, Barca played at the same time and yeah, yeah, they, Barca they, played, yeah. They played, yeah. They, they played a derby, local derby, and they won 4-0. I'm just looking yeah. forward to seeing the North London derby in the Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> looking towards the bottom of the table now, uh, Cardiff versus Southampton finished 1-0 to Cardiff. Goals from striker. <laughs> <laughs> Defender, right back comes striker, Callum Patterson. Uh, which puts Cardiff on 14 points, five clear of the relegation zone. Uh, my question is, have your relegation choices changed in light of recent weeks? To some extent. Now I put Southampton. Like, well, well, you said it. Southampton will be going down. Now I kind of see it. Because if you can't beat Cardiff... Yeah, but are you judging this new manager too quick? Because obviously his idea, this is still Hughes' team. He's mm. not. He's, none of his ideas have embedded it. He doesn't. One game, saying, one you don't game. have time. If this is not your team, you're not making your team now, and you've got like four games to go before um, January and transfer window and whatnot. So they're going down, man. I don't know. I don't know because they've got the, they've got the talent there. It's just getting the best out of it. You know, Southampton have got a good squad. Southampton have got some very good players. I mean, you know, you look at like Hoiberg, um, Redmond. Other people of that nature. No, they they have got a good they have got a good squad and yeah. they've got some good forwards. Um, you know, Ings can do stuff. And this is Charlie Austin on his day. Um, even Warprows, Oriol Romeu, they have got good players throughout that squad. It's just a case of getting the best out of them. So the, the, there isn't much in it between about four or five teams, or four, maybe about six teams. It's literally apart from Fulham, most teams are quite well organised mm-hmm. and, and quite tight at the back. Or reasonably tight at the back. They just can't score goals. So, yep. so Cardiff have managed to get goals from a makeshift, some from another sources, and they're good at home as well, Cardiff. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, they're very good, at home. <laughs> very good at home. Um, but it's the same issue with Huddersfield, Southampton, Burnley. When we go, we'll go into those games. It, it's that home form and try to grind out some goals because they're quite well organised now. Fulham's the anomaly, and that might be why they're bottom of the table, and we'll, we'll come on to that later. Yeah. So it's if Southampton can somehow get their issue is goal scoring. It, that is the main, the main issue. Um, it's yeah. been a bit of, they've last few games them they've happened to score some goals from midfield and they've suddenly the other it's gone wrong the other way around. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think the this new manager should have them well organised, and it just it, it it's whether he brings in new players in January to solve that goal scoring problem because it's not again like, like a striker Matt, is what they need. Like I said, they've got good strikers, but none of them are consistent and. None of them, and again, it can, maybe he can get the best out of them. We yeah. all know that Charlie Austin, you know, there's a That's lot of promise there. Yeah. Danny Ings, a lot Danny, of promise there. If 
If I, if it, from what I've seen, I don't think striking is their problem. I think they don't go for it enough. I think they're a bit too conservative where when maybe they concede or whatever, then they start going for it. Given the goals they scored where I think when Charlie Austin had his little park life rant, <laughs> they, they can score goals and they've got the talent to do it, but they... I don't know. Obviously, this new yeah, manager's coming, so it'll take some time. Yeah, but that's, that's they it. need will to just go for it. Their mindset, the mentality. I think you will. They just need to go for it. They go for it. I think they'll get results. But if they're still, you know, worrying about we can't concede anymore, it's not going to work for them. I mean, if you look now, we've got Huddersfield, Southampton, and Fulham as the bottom three. Yeah. Uh, for my mind, two of them. Are, uh, Huddersfield are definitely staying down there for me. You know, I made no secret. Huddersfield are definitely staying down there. A uh, couple of other teams which we can come on to later, which I think might slide into there. Southampton and Fulham, it very much relies on what their managers can do. Yeah, I don't think it's over for them by any means. New managers, new, new changes, it's going to have... It's, what did what you impact? say? That new, new manager, manager smell. smell. <laughs> that new manager smell. Like, if, if that if that rubs off, then then they can I, do well. well. As it stands, it's still too early to call anything. You have to see what exactly. happens to Southampton. Obviously, Fulham's got Ranieri. Yeah. So. But obviously, this was kind of a big game for... I mean, even to be technically honest, it wasn't even that big a game because Cardiff weren't even in relegation at the beginning of this one. So it's not a relegation. It's not a relegation game for, yeah, for Cardiff. It is for Southampton. Yeah, but it's but close, that's, though. No, but that's it's close. close. So they're two points clear apart from each other. Yeah, but that's the thing. Else. If a team can go on a decent run, everything changes. And exactly. Exactly. Cardiff have done exactly that. Of yeah. their what? Of the last five games at home, they won four. But can you imagine after sixteen games, you're on nine points? That is so shoddy. <laughs> Jesus Ask Derby, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Ask Derby. Every year, I'm just waiting to see if somebody will just uh, will, will get worse than Derby did. That is but, shoddy. Yeah, for me, I think Huddersfield are a definite... I think Fulham are quite likely, but I'm still quite hesitant to, to put yeah. Southampton into that relegation zone. Well, we'll come back to that. We'll come back I to that, because like I say, there's, the others, season, yeah, there's, some other, there's some other teams that I will maybe mention later on that we haven't discussed their games yet. That I think could slide into there, and, and to be honest, the nature of the goal they conceded as well was it wasn't like it was a it was a massive error from centre back. If you if, if you look at it, it was it was it is something you can't afford at any level that sort of error, um, and, that, and it's probably why Patterson was able to. He was not a natural striker. No, it was, no. But it was given time and space <laughs> a, to and to. Pull that off, basically. That still surprises yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> right back as a striker. What the hell's going BNF on? BNF was unaware of Patterson's uh, registration is... statistics. It's <laughs> <laughs> news to me. It's crazy. <laughs> and he's only been using them all season, more or less. Half the quite, season. A few, quite a lot. Yeah, for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, How are they getting away with this? They need a striker. <laughs> How are they getting away? But imagine what they could do with a striker. That's what I'm saying. They do need a striker. Because if they're doing this without a striker, wow. Blow this to New Warnock. I'm sorry for <laughs> harsh words I had for you, but you know what? You know what you're doing, man. It's gonna be a good Christmas. For you, you said he's just getting his pension or just getting <laughs> trying to get his retirement money, but nah, he knows what he's doing. If he's using a ride back, nah, ratings. So from one relegation for the team to another, Arsenal played Huddersfield at the Emirates Stadium. Arsenal came out of it one 0 winners. Just about. Just about once again. They went into halftime without a lead. Uh, they've not had a lead at halftime in any game this season. Could have had a lead, but they had a goal. In fact, they had two. They had two ruled offside in the first half, right? One from Obama Yang, but the uh, major one was the Lacazette. Uh, was Lacazette offside? offside? Was he offside? That's the bit. I'll say from what you see, the initial ball headed to him, he was offside. That's when the um, linesman raised his flag. The referee didn't blow his whistle. 
when the defender got the ball and passed it off, he's onside technically, played on, and then mm-hmm. that's where obviously he scored, but the referee blew the whistle. So he was onside in the second bit, but when the linesman raised his flag, the referee should have blown his whistle, which he didn't. So technically, he should just let the game play on. Was he, but that's the thing, like the, ref, the, the linesman raised the flag, but at that point, was he really interfering with play? He was, he was behind, he was the, behind is, the defender. The defender managed to get the ball fine no, and but, cleared, but he's the one that made the But the, the rule is, as he's headed the ball, is your player heading the ball, the intention is to head it to Lacazette. Whether it goes to him or not is irrelevant. He headed it towards his player. Yeah. So, and he's offside. So then the time the linesman don't put the flag up. Well, he, but this time, until you interfere into it. But this time, he did. He did already. Yeah, but the referee, the referee, the referee decided, can choose, but the referee can exactly. choose. He doesn't have to take that as a, he doesn't but have to take that as point. an offside. So if he didn't, why did he decide to make it offside after? Yeah, that, because that's my thing. It's either offside at that first play or it's not offside at all. So I think by default, he kind of got it right. By, by I don't think he may have put it at but the right time. Did, did he, he didn't have to explain it. The referees wouldn't explain anything, but I'm assuming his explanation will be he was offside already. Yeah. More so than he was offside now because, I mean, come on, anyone can see the defender got the ball and passes. So he's not stupid enough to say that's what he's offside for. So I'm assuming yeah. he went from the previous decision. If the defender he had was got just the very ball, delayed. If the defender had got the ball and Lacazette was right on him and that forced the mistake, yeah. then I would have been like, all right, he's offside because it interfered with the defender getting to that ball. But the defender got the ball, brought it under control, then fucked it up. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, as per my little rant the last uh, a few weeks ago, if you're offside, you should be offside. But the defender had a chance here to clear it, That's and he didn't, and he fluffed that pass back to the goalkeeper. So, so for me, he's on time. No, but that's a bit he's on time. two way because you're, no, because you're saying, look, he, he had a chance to clear from yeah. a guy that shouldn't be there in the first place. He shouldn't place. have been there, but and now he's panicked. Oh, it's his fault. No, Come he, on, he shouldn't be there. But most referees will probably play like an advantage rule anyway, and that advantage is you can clear the ball, you can pass it forward, whatever. He passed it to the keeper, messed up. You've okay. taken your advantage either, either, up, either, so way, yeah, either way, that's 42 minutes we're talking about. They still haven't taken the lead. In the yeah, they still haven't taken the lead. Sorry, that other one, that Aubameyang, it wasn't offside. It was, a, it was a close miss. I was thinking yeah. of something. It wasn't an offside. It was a close miss. But, um, yeah. So now, he's made more substitutions than anybody else at half-time. And, obviously, we know Arsenal are on this unbeaten streak. So, the you know, the goals are coming. I feel like, does he not know his best team? And he's... He's doing. He's, he's as the game goes. As the game progresses, he's working out what his best team is because it seems like the substitutions that he makes at half time are the right substitutions. I, at the moment, I, I, I say he's a new manager. He's learning to be, and he's still going. Um, is he still unbeaten? He's no, unbeaten. Lost the first two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah after that, two, he's yeah. been. But as I'm saying, for me, obviously, it's my little experience as a manager on football manager. But <laughs> you should be able to read your team, and if you can read something in a game. And make changes which benefit the team. I can only give him plaudits for that. And as time but, goes on, he will learn his best team. But you know, if you if he wants to be pushing for that top four, pushing for the uh, pushing for the title, you can't afford to be wasting a whole half. Yeah, but I think he's doing that at the moment. No one expects Arsenal to go for the title. No one expects, expects it. No they one expects they expect it. to be back in the top four. That's the first and foremost mm-hmm. target, I think. And then from next season. Yeah. So for now, like I said, he's still learning, and I think. And also, is it like maybe it's, is it not completely down to him? Because you know he's he's tried a lot of different formations to start off a game. So what is it? Why are this team like you know they should have gone at least one time, even by hook or by crook or by some random fluke, they should have at least gone in up at half time for one game. What is wrong with these players that they can't do anything in the first half? What, you what, know what they do? It's it's got to be. It's just 
Unai Emery, first season, new league. He's still trying to adapt to, like, the Premier League is tough. Everyone knows that. So he keeps, he puts one team out, thinks that, oh, this is going to work. And then it doesn't. So he's quick to make that changes. And he, at least he's on the he's, he's on the pit side. You see him there standing there shouting and everything, mm-hmm. getting involved. Mm-hmm. You see that he really he he's looking at the game and he realizes he made a mistake and he quit to, to change it. How many times does he put Lacazette on the bench? He comes on, he scores. Or Aubameyang's been on the bench. They come on, they score. Yeah, but he realizes he's picked the wrong guy for the for the situation. So, but I would say in the same thing, how many times he started those guys and then they haven't done anything? He's taken them off at half time. And like again. We know those guys can score goals. Why can't they score goals? Or why can't they score goals and keep out goals in the first half? I, again, I'm saying that maybe he doesn't know his best team yet, but with the, the quality that they've shown so far over the season, they should be able to do something in the first half. Even if he hasn't chosen the right team, they should be good enough to get something. It's not like we're talking about... Again, we're not talking about a mid-table or a bottom-table team that, you know, he's making a change at half-time and they're, and they're saving it. He's still got quality on the pitch from the first whistle. That's because they're too busy diving, isn't it? But I didn't know what I was about to say. One thing they did achieve in the first half was the whole back line. The three at the back got yellow cards. Is that is that like the most bookings for simulation in a, in a game? I don't I don't know. Three? I, I think it might be up there if, it's not, if it isn't. If it's, yeah, 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 if it isn't, it's got to be one of them. Because, you know, you don't... you. So, Two simulation bookings is probably the most you see in a match. Is this proof that Arsenal are back to their old self? Because that when, oh, when, no, when yeah, remember when same um, old Arsenal. Remember when Pires and that were there? They used to dive all over the place as well. And oh, now, maybe they're in the backroom staff now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, they're getting results. Well, well, so overall, the fans are a lot more happier. And, of course, and, yeah. And and because and, and, <laughs> a, a common thing I hear is that oh, if that was Wenger, they wouldn't do anything until. The last 10 15 minutes, which a lot of managers or oh, fans call it. So it's all round, it's pretty positive for, for Emery. Um, it is, and, it is. And considering he's only bought in a, a couple of players, Lichtsteiner and Torreira. And, uh, and Leno. Torreira was the difference. Leno, yeah, 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 Leno, Leno as Leno. well. And Torreira was, was the difference today. Yeah. Um, a, pers- a personal. Personally, I think he's one of the maybe the signing of the summer so far. It could, there's a few on the shortlist, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he would be up there because uh, he's the Arsenal defense isn't great. Let's be honest, it's the Mustafi doesn't really fill you with any confidence. Lichtsteiner is a mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. good going forward, but he will have this moment where he'll switch off. Yeah, uh, um, He's again. He started life to the Premier League brilliantly, but like he's not shown anywhere near that form again. He's had a few injuries as well, um, but Torreira has given them a bit of steel, which they have been missing. And and he's that chipped in Patrick Vieira. That's their yeah. Chipped in with a couple of goals as well. Like, and so bicycle uh, kicks. <laughs> like, it's not even just any goals. Not any goals. Uh, he's made a real impact. Off oh, uh, relax. It's hard to still. Then he scored against United as well uh, midweek as well. Uh, so it's like he's, he's had some real impact. Isn't it? So then I'll uh, say about that. United United game, we scored all the goals. United scored two goals. Arsenal didn't do anything. The Hale made a mistake, and then Rojo scored a goal. So yeah. <laughs> now, nah, but you know, like with Torreira, he brings that pitbull spirit, and he's that like, just never. He doesn't want to stop. He has that look he just, about him. Yeah, he just okay. <laughs> Small and annoying. Um, <laughs> Short man syndrome in it, just running around, angry. I don't know. But um, yeah, nah, but literally, he is what is driving Arsenal. He's that never give up attitude and he's pushing that team on this is their like look they got the goal in the what 80 plus minute like they were it was late on in the game but they still pushed and they were a thing but you gotta give Huddersfield their thing they were they, they pressed tight. they, they pressed, pressed them they, they pressed, pressed them they stopped they them from them. playing out of the back comfortably they kept them contained 
Yeah. And so their game plan nearly nearly paid off, but they just couldn't hold up. But it kind of shows as well that, you know, for the past 10, 15, however long years, we've, you know, everyone, you know, who, who watches football has been saying that's what Arsenal have been missing, right? They've been missing that defensive steal in midfield. Um, since the days of Patrick Vieira, it's, it's been gone. And it looks like they were right. That's all they needed. To have United get their new version of Keane and they've got their new version of Vieira and Torreira, you think they'll have an argument in the tunnel? I look forward to it well, with Dallo oh, over Dallo over, over little Dallo. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would, I would. Pay, I look pay forward good to, money to pay good money to see that again. What to, be honest, <laughs> to be honest, if United get a new Keen, I don't think Torreira's as hard as as Vieira is off the pitch, bro. I, I think know. on the pitch he's a hard guy. Off the pitch he's gonna get sparked. But um, either way, no Huddersfield did well, uh, but still, um, it's the same issue, isn't it? From we were talking about Carlos Southampton. Exactly. Got creative in goal scoring. Uh, yeah. it's, it's what's keeping a lot of these teams down there and not mm-hmm. mid-table. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a goal scorer in. But at the same time, uh, it was Arsenal. I don't think anyone expected them it, to. Yeah. No, no one expected uh, them to. It's true. It's true. But they could have come... Like I say, it was like down to the very last... It was uh, They weren't outclassed by Arsenal by any means. They were not outclassed. Yeah. They had, they had one or two glimpses. Of, of, I think it was a, tr- a shot for Pritchard, which... Mm. Uh, but... I feel it was the same as the yeah. Liverpool game. That yeah. They lost 1-0 as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had a really good time of it. They had, I would say, probably the better of that game for, for large portions. But but they were missing the main, probably Huddersfield's main guy, Billy. Uh, to the dead game of the week, sponsored by Red Stripe, Burnley <laughs> versus Brighton. Ended up with a 1-0 for Burnley. Oh, no, no. Why, why is it sponsored by Rich? <laughs> I don't know. It's just sponsored by somebody. It's the I dead go, game of the week. It's the dead game of the week. It so needs that means a sponsor. Means a dead bit. I feel sorry Probably. for, I feel sorry for a stripe. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> go on. Um, obviously, that just finished 1-0. Burnley managing to uh, to eke out a win there. Brighton, but, well, both teams, Burnley and Brighton, both of them continue in their, their random form. You don't know what you're going to get from them from week to week. Uh... Have Burnley turned the corner? Are they back nope. to winning ways? Nope. Nope. This is like the third time we've asked this question, I think. It's good effort. There was a lot of good effort put in there, a lot of pressure. Not, they were organised, but... Five shots on target between yeah. both teams for the whole of the game. Um, although 28 attempts altogether. Wasting <laughs> um, wasting attempts, man. It just, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it but just kind of shows... Again, it shows a dearth of uh, attacking quality. Uh, Brighton... Decided to start uh, Andone in place of Murray, and another thing. And you know, this is uh, you guys. This is why, like, I don't say Murray's a bad striker. I just no, I say no, 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 wait. You said Murray is a bad striker. You no, like I say no, no. I did not say Murray's a bad striker. I'm saying they should have more. They would be able to do more, more with a better with striker yeah. than Murray. And the fact that they rely so heavily on him is going to be their downfall. I don't, I don't, I don't fully agree with that only because if they had. A backup striker, a good backup striker, not this Andon, whatever mm-hmm. he's called. I can agree with you on that point, but not because they need to replace him. But that's Murray what I'm has saying. been doing no, the job. I mean, no, not that they need to replace him. They need to start coming up with somebody who can replace him. Somebody who they can bring on 65, 75 minutes to get a feel for the game and a feel for the team. Or somebody, if they need to, they start him to give Murray a rest. And it just seems like they're blatantly ignoring that issue. Okay, so as this is just one there, we can say, given that they didn't play their usual talisman, yeah. Probably why they didn't even get a draw. Exactly. You no, know, they've just been terrible away from home anyway. Yeah, they got a bad away record. And, and it didn't help that. It, it probably made it even worse that Murray wasn't playing. Um, yeah. It did. 
If you can't score against Joe Hart, who can you score against? <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be honest, a lot of people, Brighton even turned up in that first half. They they came good in the second half, and when it, and, and towards the, like the second half of the second half, where they put on a lot of pressure and there was a lot of set pieces. It was but, yeah. Uh, it was the second half know, where most of their chances came. But so it was like again. Why did it start so slowly? Um, and it might be just purely because Burnley are really, are really they've had a good week. They were un- unlucky against Liverpool. They're, they're really, mm, uh, and, yeah. and so it maybe it's Burnley found a bit more form, a better formula now. They've, 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 but, you, but, but you don't think so? I don't <laughs> think they have, and I think they're one. Of, they're one of the ones that earlier I was talking about that I think could slide into the relegation zone pretty easily, and I would see them more likely to be relegated than the Southampton. Oh, I personally um, think I think are both of these two teams are in contention, and they're never going to be completely safe. Along with a whole bunch of teams, uh, I think uh, Brighton have done enough earlier on yeah. in the season to probably save them, even if they have a bad second half of the season. Because yeah. even with your what you said about their bad away form, the last five games, including this one, they've won two of them. Yeah, yeah. They've only won one in their last five home games. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Brighton, I think, have done enough yeah. that will keep them safe. Yeah. Burnley, not yet. Yeah. Overall, I think Brighton will stay up, mainly because they have a goal scorer, unlike unlike Burnley, the other teams. unlike a number of other teams. And yeah. and are reasonably well organised. Definitely, very well organised. Yeah, that's the combination you kind of need to stay up really. Okay, moving now right to the bottom of the table. Uh, Fulham travelled to Old Trafford to take on United. United. United ended up four-one winners. Um, first time they'd scored three first-half goals since May two thousand and seventeen. I believe it was the the stat that came out during the game. Uh, comfortable win for United. Uh, and a team that has been looking better since they dropped Pogba. So the question is, what happens now? I'm just asking, what, what does better mean? What, we draw and then we win against the Fulham? No, I'm not talking about the results. I'm talking about the st- the way that the game's been played. First of all, haven't been losing the ball as much. Secondly, it has seemed like a faster, more fluid game. I'm not just talking solely on results. I'm talking about what you're seeing on the pitch well, during the 90 I, minutes. I, I don't like to do this because I like to give people the chance, but Mourinho, I've had enough. First <laughs> <laughs> thing is, one was Arsenal. You're playing at home. You had to show out. Or else, it would have been havoc if Arsenal beat us in a terrible way. That's one. And two is Fulham. Well, the terrible defence. I mean, I think you mentioned before, obviously, the other teams like Tottenham and that also had similar sort of goal yeah, yeah. Well. So it's good, but Bruv, they you, tried to shout against you Tottenham drew, at home. Drawing against Palace and Southampton, I mean, you've already shown some terrible levels there. And, and Pogba played both those games. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. Tell you, I'm not going to go in on Pogba because he's being a martyr and doing the right cause to get rid of. What Mourinho. right cause? He's but, dropped. Man. Yeah, man. Look, he's he's <laughs> right when, when he gets when he gets on the pitch, he's doing the job. But no, nah, yeah, that's the, that's part of the job. But um, sabotage. Mourinho did say that. Rashford embodies the fighting spirit that United need. What did he say about Rashford before? I don't think he's up, he's not the quality everyone says he is. He's not. He's, no, you, I think, I what did Mourinho say about Rashford? Mourinho, like, no, Mar- that whole paper story doing the internationals. That wasn't just about him, but it wasn't. But it's all part of it. But the next minute, oh, he no, embodies what we want. I'm sorry, no, I think. Any time that Mourinho is talking specifically about Rashford, I think he's been quite encouraging. Like, what was the game the other week where he kept missing? 
was there? There was a big game where he kept missing. No, no, it's one thing to turn your back and say, this shit guy. Yeah, but then in the, no, but in the post-match. And then yeah, after he says, bro, he's a good player. <laughs> please, Shut when up, you're watching please. a game, bro, if you're in the middle of watching a game and a player misses, doesn't matter how good you think that player is, you're going to be like, oh, Look, God, they've There's some it. looks that are telling, afterwards. like LVG with Ryan Giggs. When, you would do the same and then there's missed that penalty. He's like, I told him we should sell him. You that would do the same said, thing, bro. You would do the same thing. In the middle of a game, you would do the same thing. You would say the same thing in the middle of a game. I'd just be like, oh, shit. But Mourinho stage just said, this no, like, that's how you read it. That's no, no, how no, no. you read it. That's how you told us now. Mourinho's look then was just, he looked at his team and like the, at the bench and then and he, he looked at the fans saying. and said, You guys, this is what I got to deal with. Okay. That's yeah, what he said. Because now he, he, missed to, the, he missed the early chance. So, what, like like I say, bro, you would say the same thing. Like most strikers say, I think it was Alan Shearer that says it doesn't give you that confidence if you're a striker. To see that that's your man- how your manager reacts like. Bro, do you think Rashford saw that? Rashford's yes. in the middle of... You think Rashford actually... First of all, his back is to Rashford. He will see that on match of the day. He's already... He's already like, yeah, he's already had words with Mourinho by the end of that... By that time. Mourinho will have already spoken to him by the time no, no, match no, no. of the anyway, day comes on. No, 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 that's what Mourinho does. He doesn't speak to players. Right, yeah. brother. Like I didn't know you was in that backroom team, but anyway. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's, it's, it's a good win. It's a good win. It's a good win. Fulham, Fulham is still new manager. United expected to win. Weirdly enough, uh, they played four three three. So I don't know. With Arsenal before, it was like a three or five at the back. Three whatever. five two kind of but weird three four three or something. With like that. Dallo yeah. coming in, Dallo looks like he's the business going forward. Defensively, he's defensively yet to be he'll be like that. Fulham game tested. was easy for him. Yet to be tested, he got tested all day at Arsenal. Kalazinac was making him look like a waste man. Yeah, but it's first game. <laughs> yeah, first yeah, but game. that's what I'm saying. But is he, he needs to work on. Yeah, he needs to work on his 19. defensive side of the game. He's yeah. 19. Yeah, it he's won't all kid. be as easy as Fulham, but he's got promise. He's got promise. As a Liverpool fan, you must be loving this mayhem at United. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's it's the second best thing after as well. Oh. See, as well as seeing Liverpool do well, this is an added bonus to the, to the week. <laughs> And I also think, obviously, United got a good result here, but how bad were Fulham? Uh, Fulham were were abysmal. They, uh, actually, actually Young is pulling our worldies. Like, there, come on. There's some stat that apart from <laughs> apart from Barnsley, no one else has conceded that many goals at this point in the at season. This point in the season. It, it's like they've not kept any clean sheets either. Have they? No, it's like sheet. so. Well, I, and then the fact that you turn up and you're already out of the game and. What was, the, what was the comment that that, that uh, Wolves versus Lambs? It was Wolves versus Lambs in the first half. What what sort of, what sort of mentality did the team t- t- turn up with then? It's like you just yeah yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's horrific. And it's not like it's a it's a strong United team. It's not not been doing well. It's United team has been down in confidence and missing a lot of key players. Look at the Southampton game. It, it, so the Southampton that Fulham beat managed to get a draw with us with United. So how are they crumbling so quickly? So easily, it's pretty. Look at the strength. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing that I wanted to point out, talking about Ranieri and saying about the difference between the first half and the second half, obviously a big thing was he took Mitrovic off and they were playing more along the floor. Ranieri as a manager is more of a guy that likes to do that. I guess, does that mean Mitrovic is not going to be, is Mitrovic got to find himself another new home? Like Benitez was the same way and now it looks like Ranieri. They were a much better team when they stopped looking to put it up to Mitrovic. So maybe he's not going to be their star man now. Or could that be that United were free enough and just... He surrendered it. He surrendered to save my players for for next week. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, obviously United took their foot off the gas, but they, like, come on now, Fulham were not even stringing passes together in the first half. They were doing that in the second half. No, but this is but no, but after like with Mourinho, United don't have a full ninety minutes. They only have forty five minutes, and it's either well, this one was first half, but normally second half. So 
it's yeah. I don't see this is this had nothing to do with Fulham. This is just United just took the foot off the gas. It's like their goal for the penalty weren't even a penalty. Wasn't yeah, yeah, penalty. penalty. So, so like, the refereeing was pretty poor. That penalty. But then was never that was two. Like. That was two decisions in like within a minute. And the red card. Was the never red card. Was never, it wasn't a red card. Card, so, card at all. That that one was crazy though because. Rashford stone cold stunned the guy, and then he get a yellow card for it. Is that what Yeah, no, there was two very bad decisions. I don't know whether he was trying to make up for giving the penalty or something like that, but that was two very bad decisions that Probert made in in very short space of time. But it's a since um, when Harry came, they played Chelsea. Obviously, they won the first game, but they played Chelsea. They played United, and in between, I think who did they play? Was it Leicester? And they Leicester. drew. Yeah. So besides what happened to that, they beat. I mean, after this, they've got like West Ham at it's, home. It's the more meaningful game. It's the real so game. It's the real game. This is where maybe you can see where yeah, yeah. Henry do what he can do. If he can do yeah, that, yeah. Man United obviously have Liverpool. So this is where we see if United actually doing something different without Pogba. I'm if Pogba comes and we lose, then you have a case. <laughs> You'll bring Pogba back in for the Liverpool game. I'm assuming United you know, will rest players in the Champions League. You qualified? Yeah, yeah qualified yeah, already. Pogba, uh, uh, he already said Pogba's playing. Pogba's playing. <laughs> no, but he yes. will because Pogba has played the last two. He's played Champions League. Good. Then maybe we rest him for. For the Liverpool Liverpool game. Game. Let's see that theory holds. I don't care about players anymore. I just want consistency in the game. Exactly. It's you just want the wins, right? Uh West Ham took on Crystal Palace at the London Stadium. Uh after going one nil down, they ran out three two winners with three exceptional goals, I, I would say, from from them. Uh goals from Hernandez, Philippe Anderson, Felipe Anderson and Robert Snodgrass, which I issued a retraction last week. Uh, I spoke <laughs> ill of, of Snodgrass, but <laughs> he's really coming along. He is really coming along. But, um, I mean, for me, uh, before we get to West Ham, uh, so I guess we'll take up the chunk of our talk, how good they are. Crystal Palace, no one seems to be noticing how bad Crystal Palace really are. So, we were talking about this earlier. Last season, they were famous for not picking up any points in their first seven games. Yeah, sack the manager because of that. Sack the manager because of it. They are now currently two points worse off this season than they were last season with that terrible start. Um, and no one seems to be talking about the fact that they're just sliding further and further down the table. No wins in their last 11 or one win in their last 11, I think it might have been. Is it is, is it time for them to look past Roy Hodgson? Well, I've done this. That, at the end of, well, last season when they went on a bad run, they had the new manager bounce. With Hudson coming in, didn't yes, they? yeah, and yeah. that's what saved them and drove some of the players to play better. Mm-hmm. Now they've got Hudson there, so yeah, probably yeah. they need to start start again fresh. So also, it's probably linked to Zaha's form. Um, the, yeah. guy, the guy was tearing it up to first to first. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was. And they, they're another team. I've probably been sound like a, an echo over here. <laughs> but they've they got no goals. They don't have a striker. Benteke wasn't scoring in any round. They brought that Saul off guy. You guys messed up. And are you? Are you? So it was basically Zaha. Um, Townsend stripped in. MacArthur, he's quite solid. He, he got yeah, three MacArthur. pops, pop, pops in. He's yeah. got, and he scored. He in, scored in, the goal. This, yeah, 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 yeah. But this is a problem for them. It's a problem area. They're quite, they're, they're reasonably solid. But unless Zaha's gonna gonna pull something out of the bag, or one of these strikers rediscovers their form, they've got they've got problems up front. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. You know, obviously Roy can't do that. His management is not instilling the, the greatest confidence in, in, in these guys. But yeah, for me, I think, you know, talking about all these teams that are doing terribly. And like I say, they had a pretty good start. It got them quite a way up the table, but they're sliding really fast down to the bottom. But nobody really seems to be noticing it. And for me, I think, again, they could be ones that, that do get 
uh, that do go towards the the relegation zone. Dennis, well, then we. Oh, sorry, go on. Nah, it's like you know that like when Wigan were playing with relegation for how many seasons? <laughs> and the then end, they were every every they the last succumb. five weeks of the season. Yeah. They'd go they'd go ham. They normally yeah, yeah, yeah. they normally go on a run, but then they succumb to it at the end. Palace are doing the same thing. They're just they, that's the they, villa as well. <laughs> they're, just, they're just staying around there. Sooner or later, they are gonna go down. Yeah, but like, well, I was just gonna say we should just switch it up and give the plaudits plaudits due to West Ham. No, they played well. Exactly. No, West Ham played well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly they went one nil down. What I was saying beginning of the season, the team they've got, the players they've got, the experience they've got. Yes, of course. Is enough to do exactly what they're doing now: get goals. Maybe concede a few. You need to tighten up here and there, but you should be winning these kind of games. And with the manager that they have as well in charge of these players. But that's the thing. Are they now embodying Pellegrini's um, tactics? Because this is their third, third game in a row. West Ham has scored three goals. But that's the thing. They've got that much variation. Because even with Anatovic, they've got these chances. But yeah. they've got someone like Chicharito, who's Paris. not like... Exactly. Yeah. He's, they're mm-hmm. not Anatovic, like a number 10 type striker but they can still they're normal strikers so they've got that very, Andy Carroll is back do you know what I mean they've got that yeah, much they've got those guys yeah, yeah that yeah. much variation between their players and attack that they could do anything and that's uh, and that's a good thing that they've shown this week as well that they don't need Arnautovic because Arnautovic is involved if he's not scoring a goal he's providing an assist he's involved in a large portion of their goals the fact that they've shown they can do this without him is a, is a big thing because you know obviously they're playing with a front two now I know they've they've done a front two a couple of times this season already with, with him and Chicharito but usually he was the focal point uh, they've shown that they can switch up and they're not they, they do have a little bit of squad depth there yeah so big fan of Philippe Anderson who's, of course who, who's uh, of you guys have given a shout out to before as well I think he's scored six goals now um, mm-hmm. in six league goals and, and, and even didn't really start slowly August, September don't think he had much no, no, he started off very slowly, uh, very slowly. I don't think he he was overshadowed by Yarmolenko. Yeah, yeah, who's unfortunately got injured. But he, he stepped. Oh, yeah, 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 forgot about yeah, that yeah. guy exactly. And he stepped up. Um, so he's and then, so he's helping the, whichever strikers they've got. And they've got some, as you said, useful strikers. And Anders is good in the box. All, 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 his, goals, all his goals in the box. He <laughs> 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 got. You saw. He's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hundred goals. And when 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 returns. They'll be they're, they're a strong team. They're, they've turned up quite well against quite a few good teams. Don't forget Snodgrass. Yeah, Snodgrass. Yeah, Snodgrass, Snodgrass but that, that's what I'm saying. It was three mad goals. Snodgrass as well. Since he he was at West Ham, yeah, uh, didn't really work out from there. He wasn't really the, the. I don't think the manager really liked him at the time. Didn't really get his chance. Went away to Villa. Yeah, was it? One, yeah. Showed off some. Showed off bits at Villa, and now he's come back. And I remember there was an interview with him maybe a couple of months ago. Uh, talking about how Pellegrini took him to the side and you know gave him the assurances that he was a guy that he wanted there and that he had plans for him and it seems those plans are coming to fruition. All we can see is now from the stats: three games, three wins, three goals in each game. In the next three games, Fulham, Watford, Southampton, even Burnley, Brighton. These are the next five these are games. games. Yeah, games these are games win. you can easily see them yeah. run away with. West, so West Ham fans should be optimistic. Yeah. You know, they should be optimistic for a top ten if they can continue in this kind of but form. West Ham should be careful. Because remember, at the beginning of the season, that run that everyone was saying they're going to lose every game, then they start winning. This one, they could win every game. They're going to start, <laughs> start losing. <laughs> it, is, it is true, but on paper, you, exactly. you, they, they've got players, they spent money this summer. 
Yes, uh, they did. Uh, Outlay. And, and, like, and uh, Snodgrass, he's shown he show that the old hole form he used to have, and it? it was a hole, wasn't it? Yes, it was a hole. Yes, yeah, the hole form. And, 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 and Anderson's shown the old Lazio form. Yep. It's, and like I say, Yarmolenko is still to come back. Arnavich has come back. Andy Carroll has just come back. Lenzini's out for the rest of the season, but... Like, like, yeah, he's. Jack I Wilshire. think he's out. Yeah. Jack Wilshire. I think did he play? Nah, that's he, I can't remember if he played the weekend. He's he's in and out again. He's yeah. missing. He was missing for the the, the, the game after yeah. that. But we'll yeah, see. but you know, he's a guy there that can do something useful. You know, he can be useful to the squad with, with what they've got and what's coming back. Because before they had a few players that need to come: Snodgrass, Perez, Andy Carroll. These are all different kind of players from what mm-hmm. they had before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And gelling in with what they've got now. I mean, they've got. Cresswell, he's one of their main defenders now. Yeah, he's on the yeah. bench. So they've got that talent there. Pellegrini just needs to know when, what time and when is the best time when to play and that's, certain players and they'll be flying. And that's the other thing they've got. They've got an unpredictability about them now they because are, yeah. he can play a different type of game. He's yeah. got the he's got the personnel to change the style of game. Does he play at 4-5-1? Does he play at 4-3-3? Does he play at 4-4-2? He has options now. And like you say, the players seem to be buying into what he's doing. And we know he's a good manager. We know he's a very good manager. So I think they could be looking towards the, the, the upper end of the table. Let's see where they are. They're what, 11th? They're 11th, yeah. There shouldn't be anything less than top eight, if that. So I think top t- I, I, I will, I will say top 10. I'll say top 10. Because at the moment, they're, they're 21 points in. Bournemouth is eighth and they're 23 so with Everton. Eight. Yeah. Do, you, do you think they're going to be higher than... Everton or Watford? No, no, no. Higher than Everton. No, lower than Everton. Lower than Everton. They could get higher than Watford. They could get higher than... I mean, they're higher than Watford at the minute. But there's Everton, which is seventh, and there's Bournemouth. Yeah. I think they should be... Maybe not Everton. Oh, Leicester, though. Leicester. There's Leicester as well. I rate them higher than Leicester. I'm sorry. You rate them higher than Leicester? Because of their squad. Look at Leicester. have. What's the... The main captain, the defender. Morgan. Morgan. Big head. What's his name as well? Maguire. Maguire, like... He's not the. This team is strong enough to. I mean, come on! You've got Antonio on the bench. He's one of the main guys last season. All right, nine Antonio, on ten. Antonio, your man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just to end. Yeah. Which, which goal was the best? So uh, I mean, I, I, I just like that finesse. That, I like that. He finesse. held that R two, you know, on the button. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Snowgrass held, held that R two as well. Snowgrass did hold the R two. It was a good shot actually, but I like Felipe from the edge of the box. And he went, he went to his close. He went. He didn't go across the yeah, ball. Yeah, kind of, he didn't go diagonal. He kind I, of. I had to watch that replay a few times to make sure the reflection was so beautiful. But also, you know, obviously, uh, so no, a lot no, of strikers talking about. But no one said no one said because that's the hardest one to finish. It's the hardest one to finish, and also his positioning and his awareness. I'm not going to say it was the best one because. His awareness was sick. Ran off. He's always in that position. And he managed to, and he put it right in the, like, you know, like, my guy is just a few feet from the keeper. Like, you know, if he puts it anywhere else, the keeper can get a, keeper can get something on it. I give that to Anderson because he's just quality and the goal just... I give it to Snodgrass because... I don't expect that from him. <laughs> I expect that from Anderson. Hey, yeah. has been doing that over the years. Though. Yeah, he has been doing that over the years. He has been doing that over the years, but not recently. When they, when yeah, they, when, but hey. that was at Hull. When that one season when he was the only scorer for Hull for like how many weeks? And like I just said, that was Hull. Like like people are going on like he was doing it for City, bro. He wasn't. And on to the final game, the only game of today, Newcastle versus Wolves at St. James's Park. Wolves ran out 2-1 winners. Um, it's two games on the trot for them now. Is rotation the key to their resurgence? They've Obviously, they were famous earlier in the season for playing the same 11 every single game and they got some joy from it and then they dipped. 
now it seems like he's trying different personnel and maybe they've got the mojo back. I think, yeah. Um, Nuno Santos, he's, he was basically, his hands were tied behind it back and he had to change in the game against Chelsea, which they won. Yep. Because Neves was suspended. So yes. he had he was forced into a change. And obviously before that, they were getting over, like Neves and Moutinho, they were getting overrun. Yeah. Teams need to just put bodies on them then, and you can overrun them. So he had to change it in the last game. In this game, Moutinho dropped to the bench. They brought Neves back, and with that, they they were yeah, they used that to to like get yeah basically get past Newcastle. Yeah, I thought I thought Wolves looked looked pretty decent. Um, I just feel a little bit aggrieved for Newcastle. A lot of the, there's a, a few big there were two big decisions to be honest in, in that game. There there was the um, the Yedlin red card, which is. He was sent off for last man. He, 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 there was a defender in line, and and plus where the, where the, where a he messed up his control. It was pretty bad. It was a pretty schoolboy. He, he got he got mugged, but and he, he tried to bring him down. There was a man on line, and he, and, the, and when the guy was running in, he was running in from a wide angle. He would have got a shot off, but is it a clear goal? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. not in, in agreement. It was, with that. It, was, it was not a clear goal scoring opportunity because there was a covered defender coming back. Yeah. So I, I, there, there was still a lot of work to could be have done. been a yellow. So, so yeah, yellow could, have been, could have, been have been a yellow, and, and that dropped Newcastle. It was one all at that point, and it put Newcastle to ten. And then the other big decision at one all still with maybe ten minutes to go, maybe less, was the uh, the Elbow. ball ball, yeah, ball got whipped in, and the big centre back nailed Iuzi Perez in the face with uh, an elbow, a bit of unnatural position. Nothing given, no, no penalty, but, no yellow, no nothing. The ref didn't see it though. Well, I, I think the yeah, but it doesn't. That, it, that, it's yeah, still, it's still, still, still an occasion, even if you don't see it. The ref saw it, but flagged, like waved, waved on. Yeah, oh, sorry, he did see it. It's not a penalty. That's it. Man up. And we've been a couple, and it was because the guy was bleeding and stuff afterwards as well. Because he was complaining about it in the interview afterwards. Yeah. And then within a couple of minutes. Um, Newcastle were a bit naive, got caught in a few counters. Kind of yeah, yeah, they had yeah. ten men, but they cool. probably went for it at home. Um, two one. That's, that, was the, that was the defeat. Really, ninety fourth uh, minutes. Yes, ninety fourth. Yeah, yeah, it was ninety fourth. Because was it six minutes of six minutes of of, of, of stoppage time? Yeah, I think and it was. They, and they, yes. they, they scored in yeah ninety fourth or the fourth or fifth minute of it. Um, so, and and Newcastle played well in the last six games. They, they had a string of wins. Very good. And they yeah. they put in a shift. Uh, maybe it might be boosted by the fact that they're knowing that the club may be sold in January. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. 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 May may boosted them, but Chinese businessmen consortium. But yeah, that's all have hurt that defeat. Is it that as a third peak? Can you? I don't know. It was. It, there's been so many. Like I think every nationality in the world has had an interest in in, in buying Newcastle. Uh, another thing that was quite interesting as well, which um, as good as Moutinho and Neves are, they played. Uh, Romain Romain uh, Sace Romain Sace, who's actually a centre back who can also double as a defensive midfielder that maybe gave them a little bit more coverage in midfield. Uh, he's decided kind of like the gung-ho approach isn't going to get them anything every single time. Yeah, in the second half, they were countering pretty well. Um, well he took him off. He took him off around him in 60 minutes. Yeah, 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 but he started with he started yeah. with him, right? And that gave them a bit more maybe of a solid defensive... Because be Moutinho... Uh, like, Neves, not really a defensive midfielder. Moutinho obviously knows his way around the game. The change is done after the red card. And he, he can then commit more mm. bodies forward as well. Yeah, yeah, to go for the win. But, um, yeah, just it was just interesting that he went for a, a, what, a defender I slash th midfielder. It's weird, because you, you mentioned last week about Gibbs White. Or was it yourself? Uh, 
flows. We were well, we were talking about it. Because he also yeah. came on with Jimenez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so, he to get that goal. But that's what I'm saying. Like Jimenez and Gibbs should be people or players he starts. At least Jimenez. He started well. Gibbs White uh, started against Chelsea. He did start against yeah, Chelsea. And he was able to contribute to their win as well. In yes, that. he did. So yeah, the rotation. And in this and this game, obviously with with Newcastle down to ten when he came on. He was able to explain because from what, the game, from what I saw in the game, it seemed like Newcastle really going for it, especially with Rondon. Rondon. They yeah, were, yeah, but, yeah, they but were. Wolves did but have this the red card. Wolves, it up. No, but Wolves had the clearer chances as well, especially towards later on. They hit the bar. They, what, they in came, the second half? They yeah. came but that's very, after the red card. Yeah, 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 it was after red. Yeah, fair enough. I think he was quite telling that he used Gibbs in uh, the Chelsea match, a match which a they wouldn't have been expected to win, so he could kind of let them loose and think. I think obviously with this a Newcastle game, he's like, I need to keep it a bit tighter. But in that game, Morgan Gibbs White kind of do what you want we're not expected to win this game anyway so go for it and it and it worked but maybe A you don't want to burn out a young kid and B obviously he's a very attacking player and he thought that they'd need to do a little bit more defensively to get something out of this one um, okay so obviously we've done this on Sunday evening maybe looking to move the, the pod to a new recording day so Monday night game Everton will not be reviewed we'll probably be dead anyway don't worry about it <laughs> Everton Watford uh- yeah, I yeah, think yeah, I think Everton win. It'd be both teams to score if you're looking to bet. I think both teams but to score. Happen, Everton don't, to win. Don't, don't quote me on that. Both teams score. Everton to win. Dinier with a scream. Actually, that's a question, Prakash. Have you been following our bettings? Not really. No. Well done. Well done. You haven't been following the Whackers, bro. You not been following the Whackers. Record of good. Well, we won. None. So I'll take one. One week. One week was never posted. So beginners luck. Beginners luck. Anyway. Okay, we're back looking at the wider world of football. Um, obviously, this week, just today, actually, we had uh, Raheem Sterling. Uh, obviously, there was a FA investigation into a lip. I'm not going to say alleged into racial abuse. Like you don't need to be a lip reader to see what that guy was saying. <laughs> racial abuse at the Chelsea Man City game from surprise, surprise Chelsea fans. Uh, Raheem Sterling in a in a mad move because he's not a guy to really talk that much came out this morning and put out an Instagram post showing how he thinks that racial bias of fans is fueled by the media. And yeah, no, go on. So obviously he put the story out. There are two stories that they had, uh, one at the beginning of the year, one towards the end of the year. First one about a uh, United youth, uh, City youth player, Tosin, Tosin A, I'm going to call him, um, how he uh, splashes uh, 2.5, 2.25 million on a on a mansion, despite never having start, never having started a Premier League game, um, but then when they covered the same story for a white player, Phil Foden, it was Manchester starlet Phil Foden buys new two million home for his mum, according to Sterling, who knows both of these players. Both of them bought the mansions for their mum, but the Daily Mail chose a more incendiary headline for the black player which he believes is the reason why fans still think it's okay to be racist I, I just like the way he did it because it was very as we good. all know it's, it's been good. recorded Daily Mail has been horrible to Raheem Sterling when it comes to yeah. headlines they just they, they did the same thing about his, buying his mama house this thing happened to him yesterday Chelsea Man City game but he's chosen not to focus on that but mm-hmm. to focus on something that he thinks to be one of the root causes which is why and like I say he doesn't talk much because so, if you watch the video, you could mouth, like you said, what the, these obvious John Terry fans, you could mouth <laughs> what they were, they were saying to him. But from what he's put up, it's just, just basically what 
the media yeah. do to certain players. He's trying to tackle. He thinks that he should be tra- tackling the root cause instead yeah. of the offenders. No, which is, Sterling, yeah. Sterling, Sterling's right here, and this is the um, the Brexit effect. Since, yeah, since since Brexit, <laughs> since Brexit has happened, or since the vote came through and stuff, people feel like they're free to. Wait, hold on, no, 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 I think that's thirty percent more. Thirty percent more. Thirty percent more. Now, now people feel people feel like they're free to say a lot of stuff. There's been a lot more racist stuff that have come up. including like what's it called, like kid that got bullied at school. The Syrian Syrian refugee. All of this stuff has been coming out more and more since the Brexit thing, and this is. And this is all fueled by what Sterling is saying, by what the media are pushing out, and they're pu- they're pushing out these little things, these little gems, putting them out there, and it's been taken up by the public, public that, ignorant like, people, yeah, ignorant people that like, read the Daily Mail. They they don't even read the full story; they just read the headline, headline exactly. and that's it. And then they make their their views from that. That's well, it. an interesting thing as well because that is often an argument that people use, like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're using the headline to sell to sell papers. You know, you have to read. When you read the actual story about this case, so I read the Daily Mail story and I also did little bits more research looking around. Um, and, you know, just from following football anyway, he he almost left City. Uh, I think it was last season. He was going to go to Everton, maybe. I think it was Everton or, or West Ham were interested in him. Who? Uh, right, right, yeah, kids. Sterling, no, no, not Sterling. This, this kid. So um, <laughs> he he wasn't happy with the fact, with his lack of playing time. So uh, Guardiola himself gave him assurances of playing time, which he's done. He's played him in a League Cup. He played him in a couple of Champions League games. But they, uh, to keep him, they gave him assurances of playing time and they gave him a new contract. If you read that story, all right, fair enough, they don't say it outright, but you don't see any of that. The, uh, the insinuation is that he was going to leave Man City because they weren't giving him the money he wanted. And as soon as they put a new improved contract on the table, that's what he signed for, which wasn't his main motivation. And again, older than older than Foden doesn't even earn, is earning about half what Foden earns. Those They're not talking about anything. And then you look at Sancho. Sancho That's same it, predicament. Yeah. He decided to leave. Yeah, he decided so to leave. Yeah, it, but it goes back to the paper. How they decide to write these stories, one and how they headline it. So it goes, I look at the title. I didn't even bother reading it, but the title itself says something different from what Raheem was telling us. Exactly, and like you say, Raheem Agan inside knows both of these kids, and he's like, both of these guys have bought a mansion. And again, in that article, no mention of this player's mum. No mention of the fact that this is for the player's mum. But that is the headline they chose to lead with for Foden. I thought it was funny that Foden himself uh, commented on on Sterling, congratulating him on, on pointing this out as well, which makes the Daily Mail look even worse. He should just copy that and put that on his Insta. And just <laughs> thumbs and up. You're in this thing, so get involved in it. Just adding to it, like, we're obviously, the Premier League has a high, well, we, we like to think we have a higher sort of bar or standard to really stamp out racism mm-hmm. kick it out and but, that. yeah but we two high profile games we've got the Arsenal Spurs game mm. and now we've got the Chelsea Man City game we're talking about the cream of the crop Premier League games where these things are airing their their heads or, 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 or yeah yeah or yeah, yeah raising their ugly head that's the phrase but it does show whatever the social issues that we, we've got We've got issues. We've got problems everywhere. And this is the top of the Premier League. We've we got to work your way down across the leagues. Um, yeah, it's and, be a lot worse. Lower so it, it's and we've been pointing the fingers <laughs> at European leagues and issues there. But, yeah, 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 but, but it's but still it's, here. It's across the board. It, so it, we do need some like 
some harsher sanctions. Harsher sanctions. Sanctions. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On these kind of things. thoughts about this. And uh, another very good point. Uh, The head of Kick It Out came out to say, like, we don't hit anything from the FA beyond a few platitudes. He's like, we are here doing everything we can. He's like, where is... I mean, he called out out Scudamore himself. He called out the top heads. Like, you know, he mentioned a couple of names. He's like, we don't hear anything from the upper echelons of the FA. No, but that's the thing, they then. don't say the anything. The FA will just want to bury this as quick as possible. But that's what that, but he's that calling that it out. Not, of course, that it does it not do. help promotion. It doesn't help promotion. World, but so. if you were to help stamp it out, that would help your promotion. If you were to look a little more long term and be like, if we do something proactively to do this, what I don't know, you know. But like I say, it needs to be some harsher, some tougher sanctions. You know, I used to think it was a bit harsh to to punish a club for what the fans did, but. You know, you need to make sure that the that the club are are taking these things seriously, and well, if they want to avoid those fines. No, but, but, but when they're with, well, looking at Chelsea, obviously they had they've had a couple of run-ins. Obviously, you look at Terry, not long <laughs> not long ago. Then you've had the stuff that they had in France when mm-hmm. they're in Paris. What On they the train, yeah, yeah. Then wasn't it this season they had something with Tottenham, and then now they from that they've now. Um, Is that banana or something? No, something. They were chatting something to do with obviously. Tottenham have the link with the Jews and stuff like that. Oh yeah, so yeah. They were, yeah. Chatting, they no, they were shouting that. that, and then so because of that, they're trying to do an initiative that they're gonna go out and play a match in America to do some commemorate some Jews and stuff like that. They're not commemorating Jews. They're so, money. So, like, they're, they're, they're trying to do but, money. But, but the thing is, Chelsea definitely need to get punished. They should be punished. No, they should be. They should a, be. There's a clear, there's a clear pathway that shows that precedent. they are yeah, yeah that. They, that there's something wrong with their fan, their fan base, and so something needs to be done about that. Yeah, but again, at the same time as well, and again, nothing probably will will be done. Like I say, I think it's a very good move from Sterling, highlighting instead of yeah. instead of tackling the offenders, we should be tackling the cause because it is this kind of thing. And you know, I'm gonna say it: a lot of these guys reading this newspaper are too stupid to see the subconscious message that they're being fed. And so, you know, some of the time they're throwing this. Why did? Why do they think it's okay to throw this kind of language out? Because you know, Chelsea have got Kante on their team, one of their best players. You can bet that they love that guy. Yeah, they love that guy. So they got nothing bad. You're a Liverpool fan. I'm waiting till Salah does something wrong a few too many times. I don't know. He's, he's, a, nah, he's, he's light enough. He'll slide. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, Egyptian is like is a bit. Like, no one really knows what to will say. It take about. Fans are that fickle. No, you could be you the know. best no, player, no, then easily, all of a sudden, easily. bang, Drogba is the best player, then all of a sudden, you look at the same fans I'll be loving on Drogba. No, but that, that's the thing, even with Salah, I've, I've heard a, a few interviews with some ignorant Liverpool fans that when he was banging in goals that season, he's like, he's the good Muslim. Right. But that's what, what I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's already, already, yeah, already, yeah. like, already set the dangerous When you're doing well, yeah. you're fine yeah. with you, but as soon as you start, you know, start slipping, Easily. you're done. Look at, you look over in Russia, like, Fans will fans will turn against their own players. Like they will turn against their own players like that. No, their own black players like that. We're Russia. Like, no, Russia. no. I mean, I know it's not the same as England. Russia, but I'm saying it's easy. But it's easy to do it. Like um, I, that, I was a couple of seasons ago. Frimpong that went to Russia. Yeah, Samba. He got it week in week out. Samba. There was. It was a few years ago now. I can't remember who the player was, but it was a striker for a Russian team. This guy was banging in the goals for the team like he was banging in the goals like you know uh, he had an amazing rate at that point he had like one bad game or something like that next game bananas on the pitch straight like um but no it is true there is you know but and again it's probably much wider than just the media but there is you know systemic racism that needs to be stamped out so that generations of fans don't think that it's okay <laughs> silver lining i don't want to make light of it but silver lining just 
you go free supply of bananas every week. No, bro, that's potassium, though. That's potassium. No, no, they collect them and take them home. I don't think they can, they can afford bananas. Yes, <laughs> like bro, on twenty five thousand a week, he can afford bananas. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's but no, it's just ridiculous, and you know it ties into you know it was a conversation outside the pod that I'm having that there's also there is no no one is taken to task for football journalism. I mean, even journalism as a whole, like we're not we're not we're not going to get into that whole kind of thing. But football journalism is just it's just a reckless abandon. The way they report on players, the yeah. way they report on transfers, the way that they like they just blatantly make up stories. Some of it All you is, need is the magic word, an inside source says. Yeah, some, on, yeah. Some, some of it's blatantly lazy. Like it, when, it's so lazy when, when they look at look, they may know a certain area very well, but when when it's somewhere outside, they may look. Uh, especially when they look at some of the European, they'll just give the old cliches and they just drop that in. And it's the same with some of the um, looking at certain foreign players as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. Drop cliches in. Uh, yeah, they'll uh, just drop the cliches and fall back. Yeah, and think or or, or revert. To, they they use stereotypes themselves accidentally. Um, so it's yeah, it's, it's just no, no, no ingrained. Yeah, it's just ingrained. And you know, yeah, good journalism, and uh, and you can tell who the good ones are when you when you, when you listen around. Yeah, and, of course, and of course. The as well. Yeah, and then you get some real lazy sloppy ones as well wow. yeah and it's time I think it's time for, for football journalism to be it has to be tightened up it has to be tightened up like it's just but you know it affects the clubs and stuff themselves besides the journalism it, we, we have to see what Chelsea do about this one. Oh, we do yeah because we do this is now a, le- a high level where you have to set a benchmark as, as to what you do when it comes to these yeah. well, he's shining the spotlight like I said even though he's still talking about the Daily Mail and stuff like that they do now it's become a hot bit of discussion so they're going to have to make they're going to have to do something so on to the fantasy football I'm not going to say he's at top because Are you still it's, top? it's getting boring isn't it Are you still top? of course to this day to this day but yeah now the biggest movers this week why did he say it three times though <laughs> don't know. Well, no, well, such a well, no, the biggest points. We're looking at the biggest points so far. Yeah, no, the big, biggest points this week. Edwin, he's he did say he was after after he's coming for that top spot and he's coming quicker than expected. <laughs> he's chasing me quickly, man. But um, but Edwin got double your points this week, bro. Yeah, he got double. Edwin, um, Mohammed, Matt Maloney, bro. and Mohammed. Jesus, they all got high scores, and that's all because they captained Salah. That is, literally, but that's what it's about, bro. It's, it's only through. because they're captain seller. That's what you do. You get points. But what? Because they were smart. That's a one-off fluke in it. Because they were smart. Oh, Femi is coming for me. The guys are coming on for him. He's definitely gonna go past me. He's already on seventy-six. And he's got eleven coming up. Lucky bitch. <laughs> wow. Okay. So yeah. So shout and, out to Femi's. <laughs> shout out to Femi's United. Shout out to Mr. Penn, innit? You know, a resident bisexual Everton Liverpool fan. He has got 24 points sitting on the bench, which is not coming on. <laughs> <laughs> Hazard and David Luiz, so he's pissed. And they didn't even use bench boost, did they? No. <laughs> That's useless. Harsh times. Well done to well done to that guy. Well done to that guy. You've uh, you played yourself. <laughs> That's it. All Bro, right. Did you say we got the lowest though? The lowest, he got the lowest. The lowest. Got... Oh, damn it. It's Patrick. Be me. <laughs> no, it's my cousin. Oh. Shout out to PP. Wait, click on this thing. Has he yes. actually got. 
Harry he Kane. hasn't. He hasn't changed his team. He's got Harry Pogba. He's got he hasn't changed his team. Ooh. He stopped. He's he stopped changing his team. It's probably me, you know. <laughs> nah, is it coming on? Oh yeah, no. Pogba didn't play, so he's got eleven coming on from Robertson. He's bro- which annoyed me, me, man, because I took Robertson out a couple of weeks ago. For... It's probably me. The lowest this week, man. The lowest this week. All right. Shouts to PP. You. Uh... No, no. He's gonna get twenty nine. Which know, is the same Phillip, as... Yeah. It's Mister Pen twenty six. Nothing else has changed. Five starish, bruv. Looking Look at that gold man, bro. No starish. <laughs> looking like looking one starish right now. <laughs> anyway, you got Richarlison as captain though, so let's yeah. see what happens. This is oh, like, yeah, yeah, true, this true, is true. done on Sunday, so yeah, it could change tomorrow, but it won't. <laughs> but it could, it could, but it won't. I hope Richarlison bangs a hat trick because. Oh, Sigerson gets a hat trick, and you lot can just. Bro, if he bangs a hat trick, then Phil's got him as captain. Oh, yeah. Anyway, 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 anyway. Okay, so. That's it for another week. I'd like to thank our guests, Prakash. Thank, thank you for coming in. Always welcome. Cheers for having me, Les. You want to put out your socials or anything? Instagrams, whatever? I can't think of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how active, that's how active you are. Right? <laughs> At Sleepy G. <laughs> uh, as always, I've been Flows. Mr. BNF, Ben No Filter. I'm MK. Catch you next week. 